So um, I'm just going to start. Okay. I know that I'm not the only one here who has looked in a mirror wishing to see something different staring back at me. I know I'm not the only one who has put herself down, compared herself to others, who has felt unseen, unheard, or even abused, who has been her own worst enemy, and that's why today we're going to speak of self-love. As you know, if you've listened to my story, I've never quite felt good enough. I grew up the oldest of four siblings, all girls, raised by a single mother. Our dad left when I was seven, and the girls were really young. That moment, and we all have moments like this in our life, but that moment in my life defined me for a long time, and I didn't even know it. That very moment left a subconscious imprint inside of my body, saying, your dad chooses not to be here for you, so you are not good enough, and nothing you will ever do will make you good enough for him to come back. So I spent my young years unknowingly feeling unseen and, well, never quite good enough. I strived for the best at everything. I had to get A pluses in school. My body had to be the ideal image, nothing less. Or ever succeeded at was ever good enough for me. Can you hear me, Jess? Okay. I didn't know how to appreciate myself. I never looked at what was right about me what was inherently good about me, only the opposite. This led me to making many decisions that I wouldn't make again in an attempt to mask the pain that I barely knew was inside of me. That all changed when I hurt my back, forced inside my own body, forced to sit with my pain and discomfort mentally, physically, and emotionally. I was given the chance to heal. I realized that my dad was only doing the best that he could with what he knew how, from his own upbringing and childhood, from his own lifetime that we're all only ever doing the best we can. And as Oprah says, when we know better, we do better. I know that if he could go back again, he would choose better. And if you're listening now, <laughs> Dad, I love you. I chose, key word here is chose to forgive him. And this space opened up inside of me. I started becoming a different woman, not only the little girl that never got his attention. I forgave myself for all the times that I made wrong decisions, for the acts that were not in alignment with my current moral standards, and for all the times that I perceived myself to not be good enough. Through constant practice and through losing who I thought I was, I was shown who I really am, my true nature. Deep down to the core, I believe we're all good. It is the pain inside of us that makes us do the terrible things that we do. And once we understand this, we can literally have compassion for all beings. I truly believe that learning how to love yourself is the most important thing that you can ever do for yourself, for those around you, and for the world. In Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, a really good book for anyone wanting to improve their relationships, he says that in a partnership, there is a shared emotional gas tank and that filling each other's emotional gas tank is key to success. I love that idea and I like to focus on my own emotional gas tank or as I call it, my cup. When my cup is on empty, I have nothing to give to others. But when my cup is full, I can keep giving and giving to no end. In fact, the giving only fills it up more. A few years ago, I was running on empty in all aspects. Aspect. I was looking to others to fill my cup, to please, please, please give me the love that I needed. I begged, I borrowed, I stole, but I never quite got anything in return because I was asking those with an empty cup to fill my own. It was quite literally impossible. And then I blamed them for not giving me the love that I didn't give myself. And so the cycle continued. Me, empty cupper, looking for another empty cover to fill me up. 
We all try to fill our own cups in many different ways, not only through partnerships, but through validation on social media, through new clothes, a better hairstyle, a better body, a better home, better car, more approved of career, through the approval of those around us. But the truth is, all that stuff may give us a little shot, an ounce maybe, of the feeling that we desire. But before we know it, it evaporates because it wasn't the true substance that we needed. It was fictional all along. The true filling stuff, the true substance can only come from inside of us, from within. When you realize that no one else and nothing else can give you the love that you desire, you are one step closer to emotional freedom. That is not to say that someone else can't come together to share their love with you. In fact, that is the most beautiful thing about life. But two people, I need water. <laughs> two people who truly love themselves coming together to share their love and explore the depths of their love is very different than two people who do not love themselves and are looking to find that love in another. Imagine coming together with someone else who fills his or her own cup and together your cups overflow. Together you inspire and uplift others. Imagine what a love like that can do. As my sister said, to truly love yourself, you have to become your own best friend, your own ally. And, for, and maybe for this, or maybe this for some is easy, but for me it's always been hard. I watched Toy Story 4 the other night with my daughter, if you guys have ever seen it. And in it is this little doll. She's an old doll in an antique store, and she keeps seeing this little girl come into the store. It's her dream for this little girl to hold her and play with her. She thinks that once she gets to be this little girl's doll, she'll be happy, finally. But there's one problem. Her voice box is old. When it's cold, it sounds all weird, and she knows that the little girl will never want to play with her with a voice box like that. So she makes a decision to steal Woody's voice box. It still sounds new and crisp, and she knows that once she has that voice box and the girl picks her up and pulls it, she will finally feel whole. She will go home with her and that will be the end to her pain and suffering. And so she succeeds at stealing Woody's voice box and she's all ready and so excited. And that little girl comes into the store and stops her and picks her up and pulls the voice box, listens intently, and then places her back down. The doll's illusion is crushed. It was never her broken voice box that was the reason for her not being good enough. But all along, she thought that was the answer. We are all broken toys with rackety voice boxes and dust on our shoulders. And we think that when we fix what is broken, that we will then get the love that we deserve. But it's the opposite. It's when we love what is broken that we discover who we really are. It's when we start to love our flaws that one by one, step by step, we become whole. And that is what this is all about. Learning how to love yourself inside and out. Too often, we try and fix our pain through relationships or other means, only to be reminded that relationships don't make the pain go away, neither just food, sex, or drugs. Sooner or later, it will resurface, and then we are back to square one, wondering what to do next. Too often, our fitness journey and health journey is just another way to put ourselves down. We have to work harder and do better, and we are never quite there, are we? Never quite good enough. You have a choice. You can spend your whole life never quite getting there, or you can be here now. And your health and fitness journey, your life journey, could be one of joy and appreciation rather than solely determination. Don't get me wrong, there is work involved, but only work without joy is torture, and only joy without work may not allow you to reach your full potential. So as Matt Kahn says, when reaching your goals, how about equal parts appreciation and equal parts starting?
And as I like to think, how about loving yourself along the way? I'm going to go into some practical tips on how to start loving yourself, and then we can maybe have questions if you guys want. So number one, I would say, just look in the mirror. <laughs> look at yourself without any distraction, nothing going on if you can, and see what comes up. There may be judgment and criticism, and when it comes, allow it to be there. Realize that you're not the voice inside of your head that is saying those things. And when you're ready, try the opposite. So if the voice is saying, I shouldn't look this way, try saying, I should look this way. Or my waist isn't small enough. My waist is the perfect size for me right now. My hair isn't long enough. My hair is the perfect length. You get the idea. If it feels completely unnatural, which if this is new to you, it will at first, kind of like you're lying to yourself, just be kind to yourself, give yourself permission to be exactly where you are, love yourself enough to allow yourself to be, this, and thank yourself for trying. This is an actual retraining of your entire nervous system, and it takes time. If your cup is completely empty, if it's in the negative, it's going to take time to get it back up to zero, and even more time to start filling it. As time goes on, you will rewrite your subconscious mind to become more loving towards yourself. In time, you will be able to look at yourself in the mirror, think I am beautiful, and actually believe it, because you are beautiful. We're all beautiful and perfect, just the way they are. Number two is give yourself a compliment. Start with one a day if it's really unnatural for you. Just one a day and then build on that. Don't worry. You're not going to turn into an egoic prude. That kind of confidence, as much as most of me, is actually false confidence, bravado, masking deep insecurity. The kind of confidence I'm talking about is the quiet type, the kind that radiates from within, that comes from a being who has accepted him or herself and so does not seek approval from others. The kind that walks into a room and doesn't apologize for who he or she is, doesn't act small to make others feel better, or act larger to make him or herself feel best. The kind of person who just is. And if you forget everything else that we talked about today, remember this. Treat yourself as you would a child. If a toddler who is learning how to walk falls down, you don't yell at him or her. You comfort them. You encourage them to get back up and try again. They're only learning. Like us, they are students on this planet called Earth. So when you fail or you do something you wish you hadn't, you get hurt by someone else or by yourself, when you feel unworthy or not good enough, when you're scared or anxious, treat yourself like you would a child and never any less. Never say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to that sweet child right there, my daughter, <laughs> that I posted. Look at her face. And if you wouldn't say something uh, to her, then don't say it to yourself. Um, okay. And watch that as you become more compassionate towards yourself, you become more compassionate towards others. That's another line from the Tao. Okay, so another tip is to change your narrative. There's a quote that I really like that says, a miracle is just a change in perspective. So when I switch my story, the perspective of my story, of my dad leaving when I was seven, and it made me feel unworthy and in love, to my dad's left when I was seven, and it gave me a chance to dig deeper inside of myself, learn how to love myself for who I am, and learn how to forgive, it feels a lot better. And it feels better because it's closer to the actual truth. And then another practical step is to connect to your inner child and ask yourself, what does your inner child want to hear? So when I asked myself this for the first time, my inner child wanted to hear that I will never leave you. So now I practice saying that to myself, knowing that it will begin to heal my fear of abandonment in relationships, because I know that no matter what happens, I will always have me. 
And I practice saying that at times where I feel the desire to abandon myself, like when I feel like I'm not doing good enough. It is important to practice these techniques when we are feeling bad. As Matt Kahn says, when you feel bad, love yourself more, not less. And the last thing I want to say is do not use these techniques as another way to focus on what you need to do better or how you need to improve. Instead, only focus on what you're doing right. And that's all I have to say about that stuff, or that's what I wrote down anyways. So if anybody wanted to, everybody's eating, that's cute. If anybody wanted to talk, or if you guys have any, like, um, thing you wanted to add, or a question, or anything you struggle with, or if you wanted to be brave enough to maybe share what your inner child has always wanted to hear, you can. 